Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Economic dashboard has been flashing red on the UK economy for a few weeks now. Yesterday it was confirmed that real wages are falling at a rate of 3% per annum. And that could get even worse if inflation reaches the predicted 13% in the autumn. On top of that, there are plenty of reports to suggest that Brexit is having a chilling effect on Britain's exporters and that debt levels are set to soar for the UK government just as it gets a new Prime Minister. To unpack some of these issues, joining me now is Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor. Good morning, Victoria. Morning. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for getting up early to join us. <laughs> How would you describe the overall health of the UK economy right now, Victoria? Well, we are starting to see some negative data come through. We've had uh, disappointing retail sales. We know that consumer confidence is at a record low. And the Bank of England has signalled that we are heading towards a recession in the final quarter of this year that could last until the end of next year. So a pretty long recession um, in terms of historic terms. Um, but we're not necessarily seeing that the economy is completely on its knees as of yet. You know, the latest GDP figures saw a slight decline uh, in terms of economic activity, but it was a bit better than expected. Um, you know, there's still a lot of pent up demand in the economy post pandemic um, for all the things that we weren't allowed to do when we were locked down. You know, we've seen the chaos at uh, airports. We know there's huge demand for international travel. Um, there is also so strong demand for things like uh, shopping and traveling. But of course, a lot of that is being offset by the cost of living crisis with inflation making all goods across the board a lot more expensive now. Yeah, so let's unpack some of that and start with inflation. In about uh, 20, mm, 23 minutes from now, <laughs> uh, the, the latest official inflation figures will be published in the UK. What are you expecting? Yep. And is that the biggest concern, inflation? So at the moment, inflation is at 9.4%. It's looking at an aggregate of uh, 750 different goods and services across the economy. So it's sort of a broad gauge of how prices have been rising this year versus last year. Um, we're looking at inflation to arise to, to rise to around 10%, possibly just shy of that in the latest figures out at 7am. And it looks as though inflation could top 13% by October if the Bank of England's estimates are correct. I would say that inflation is the biggest problem facing uh, the UK economy right now, because if you think about it, prices are going up. So for businesses, that means that costs are rising. That means that it's much more difficult for them to employ more staff or pay staff higher wages. That means that um, consumers have got a lot less, less left over at the end of the month to spend on the things that they enjoy after paying for expensive energy bills, fuel prices and grocery bills as well. And all of that then means that the government has less tax receipts uh, from consumers and businesses, which means that there's less money to spend on services like the NHS. So if we could get inflation back down closer to the Bank of England's 2% target, then a lot of these problems and the risk of recession would um, sort of ease off. And yet conversely, employment is still robust in the UK. Unemployment is very low. So that particular gauge for the health of the economy is still okay. 
Yeah, it's really interesting because typically when we're in a recession or heading towards a recession, it's accompanied by a sharp rise in unemployment. And that's been sort of one of the quirks of the current situation that actually employment is still pretty low and there are still near record high job vacancies. We did see in the data yesterday that job vacancies declined, um, but they're still pretty high. Um, the, what, the main reason for this is because after the pandemic, we had what was known as the great resignation. It meant that uh, many, many people who were close to retirement and would have retired in the next, say, five years decided to leave leave the workforce early. Then we had people entering the workforce, say 18-year-olds, who uh, were looking at the situation in the economy with COVID and thought, gosh, this is a bit of a scary economy to go hunting for a job in. So they decided to either pursue higher education or go for an alternative route instead. So we had a decline in uh, younger workers a drop off in older workers. And then with Brexit, we had a lot of international workers go back home. So the overall size of the labour market has massively declined. Uh, so that means that there just aren't enough workers to fill the amount of jobs. I mentioned at the start that Brexit is having a chilling effect on exporters. Uh, are you saying it's also had an impact on the labour force and inflation levels? I'd say so, yes. I mean, it's certainly having um, an impact on the labour market. It is having an impact on our uh, exports as well. You know, we saw yesterday in the employment figures, actually, um, that there were new workers coming from abroad, but very few of them were coming from the EU. Uh, we also know that Brexit is having a negative impact on our currency as well. Mm. Um, the pound um, has uh, slumped by about 10% this year. It's one of the worst performing uh, currencies in the G10. Uh, and um, usually, usually that, that would benefit exporters if your currency value goes down. It means it should be easier, wouldn't it? Yes, it does. And it makes our imports more expensive. Um, and that's been contributing to um, inflation as well, because um, what we're having to import from abroad is going up in price because our currency uh, has depreciated. But yes, certainly there, there's no doubt that Brexit is having a major impact on our economy and also on international investor confidence. Right. Well, listen, finally, the Bank of England, it's been hiking up rates pretty aggressively in the last yeah. few months. Do you think they'll continue to hike as aggressively as they did last month? This is the big question because we had this 50 basis point increase uh, last month. Typically, the Bank of England has been raising rates by 25 basis point increments. So we had this sort of double rate hike uh, last month. It sounds big, but when we look at other central banks around the world, like the Federal Reserve in the United States, it's hiking rates by 75 basis points. And the Bank of Canada has been increasing its interest rates by 100 basis points. So there is this sort of international pressure among central banks to continue in terms of aggressive interest rate hikes. So it does look as though we could be poised for another 50 basis point increase in September and the potential for further increases before the end of the year. Thanks, Victoria. This is Victoria Scholar, the Head of Investment at Interactive Investor. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.